Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 306 DGS on KMOX. Happy New Year. Boy, this day went to crap, didn't it? It's, it's such a pretty morning. I know. I walked outside to go to work and I'm like, oh, what a beautiful day. And yeah. then suddenly it's bleh. Thanks, it's- God. <laughs> Not pointing any fingers here. But. So sick of that guy. Uh. So, as you guys know, I became financially sober. Hold on, 2018, 19, 20, last November. And, um, <laughs> but over the break, man, I almost bought one of the dumbest things I've ever bought. I didn't buy it. Have you seen the adult dog bed? I have not. No. Please, please Google it. Yeah. It's $500. We've all seen a dog bed, right? Like the really nice plush ones. Yeah. But it's big enough for a human. You're right. And it just got me. Oh, it does look nice. This lady's in there and it's like, I've never slept this well. And I'm like, yeah, of course. I want it for my couch. They've got them for like 200 on Amazon. I'm looking at one that says it's 65 bucks. I know that. Oh, that's an actual right, dog Hobo bed. Joe, you guys no. go buy those cheap <laughs> that's dog That's an beds. actual <laughs> dog bed. That's not a human one. It's just big. I know that the first thing that will happen if I ever buy a love sack and sit on it is I, my, <laughs> my back will freeze up and I will never be able to stand again. But, <laughs> so, man, okay, I so the company, I guess, is called Pluffle. I'm looking at the Pluffle as well. <laughs> what a great $350. I don't want it what anymore. What a great idea. What a great. I mean, they're going to try it. So we bought a love sack in like 2004. Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, it, so it's a furniture company, but yeah. the original love sack is just a big, expensive bean bag. Oh, yeah, I see. Like okay, a luxury I'm at it bean now. bag. And here. the outside zips off. Mm-hmm. Ours is like leopard print. Nice. And Nick, uh, we we're talking about this because Nick was about 10 when we got it. And when you, when you pull it out, it's about the size of a trash can. And you, back in the, the olden days, anyway, you had to kick it to get it to fluff. Oh. And it goes, oh, my God. He's like, I remember that like yesterday that you 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 made me kick it. <laughs> Something I would have done and gotten in trouble for. And he's like, it was one of the highlights of my whole childhood. Anyway, that love sack is still in the basement. I can't tell you how many naps Nick has taken on it. Phoebe's taken on it. You lay on it. You watch movies. Then when the kids got older, people have peed on it, thrown up on it. I mean, like everything. Still down there. Nice. Still kicking. You come over and sleep on it. (laughs) Yeah. People have peed on it, you say? Yo, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you should get a pluffle to put next to it. They look really cozy, don't they? But, like, that's a lot. For that, I mean, like. For a human dog bed? Yes. (laughs) I'm not sure what a human dog bed should cost, but I don't know either. Yeah, it just feels like a lot for, like, I mean, it's not going to replace your bed. 
It can't replace your couch, really. Well, there you go. You could justify it if it did replace one of those. Yeah, yeah. Why can't it replace your bed? Uh, you like it better than your bed. Can you imagine, like, your dog gets in it and you're trying to keep it nice? You're like, get out of there. <laughs> come on. You're like, come on. I mean, my dogs look so comfortable in their little beds. That yeah. just sounds pretty cool. What What would your wife say? Uh, probably nope. Like, hell no. Because it's, well, unless it would sit up on the bed, maybe. Like, on top of the bed. <laughs> this is my bed. Would her objection be bed. the money, the stupidness, or where the money and stupidness meet? <laughs> that probably like it seems fun like if it was a hundred bucks i'd be like all right let's go put that on top of the it's bed it's worth the joke yes but also yeah. it probably pretty comfortable <laughs> but trying to, trying to sell your wife that like uh, i said the dogs look pretty happy when they're in the little beds i can beds. get them to do lives with us oh yeah we'll let's get go. a dog bed pluffles now your daughter maybe just one do we sleep together like the monkeys <laughs> your daughter is getting a phd correct Wheels? yes would your PhD daughter be disappointed if she came home for Christmas and saw that you she would be she would be replaced your bed with no a human she would dog be bed. upset that it's not in her room <laughs> she would totally take me up she would get one of those I don't think there's any question this is exactly the kind of thing that I would buy for Phoebe have it delivered as a surprise to <laughs> KU <Yeah. laughs> so her second week there I <laughs> paid three hundred dollars for a three foot tall Two foot wide, Jay, Jayhawk neon sign. Of course, thinking like you know, I just bitched because I didn't get credit for the Gelman cake. It's all I want. I just want people, the entire campus, people is to be think like... I'm cool. So <laughs> my whole life's based on. It's, thus far, it's a failure. Uh, and so I had it delivered to her, and it was. A, they can't hang things on the wall. First of all, certainly not an eighty pound Jayhawk that lights up, and no one could sleep. So it's just like under somebody's bed. <laughs> And so every now and then I'll ask about the Jayhawk, and she's just like, oh, that damn Jayhawk. And I'm like, so they probably got kind of a flavor of your dad. She's like, yeah, dad. It takes like three seconds to get your flavor. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 oh that, that's going to leave a mark. That's a compliment. So then I walked away like, she meant that in a good yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> she makes them so cool, probably. <laughs> they can tell right away. another sign. <laughs> yep. I am picturing like a... Like Signs a, all around. I am picturing like one of those 12 square foot dorm rooms. Oh, it is. With like a blinding... It's, it's tight. Their bathroom. I should have her send us a picture. You okay? You if you passed out in the shower, you'd never hit the ground. You'd just, <laughs> just fall out and hit the wall. Oh. Yeah, there's nice. yeah, there's no falling on the ground. That's a good college kid uh, design yeah. feature. <laughs> Needs some more neon, in my opinion. But <laughs> is it? Pre- it's pretty much universally true, right? Like your friends always like your parents better than you like your parents when you're a teenager. I think so. Like, because my friends always like your dad's cool. I'm like, that's an idiot. Yes. <laughs> and then my kids, my kids' friends, they all thought I was hilarious. Like yeah. I was the leprechaun. I was always the jokester. My daughter's always like, I hate you. Uh, one of the best eras for me and my mom was when I worked at Lash Farms during the summer. I would bring three of my friends to lunch because I would live like a mile away. Bring my friends back for lunch. She would make Totino's pizzas and hot dogs. Nice. And I liked my mom. I wasn't like anti mom. Right, right, right. But my friends are like, your mom's so cool. And I'm like. Francis, <laughs> small woman, makes the makes the pizzas. Cool, okay. But I, yeah, same thing. I tell yeah. like you know my buddies like yeah, I really like your dad. They're like hey, dad's an a hole. Yeah, like, well. everybody does. I mean like same with you. I liked my dad, but my, they would always be like your dad's awesome. I'm like you don't have to live with him. Like, and then one of my other friends, they, we always thought their parents were the cool ones, and we always hung out at their house when we went places. Yeah, and the kid he hated his parents. Like not not in the real way, but in the teenager angsty way. 
You know, not like, not in the, well, I'm not going to make a joke there. I'm going to tell someone else's story, which you probably shouldn't do, but it's Columbo, so who cares? <laughs> right? we're, we're boys. So one of my favorite stories of all time was about Tony's dad, who's a great dude. And <laughs> he had a printing company. So he got lots of, lots of swag, lots of, you know, like jackets and shirts. Hmm. And he came home from work one day, and Tony and his buddies are, like, playing darts in, in the garage and drinking beers or something. And his dad walks in wearing a coat that says Hot Pockets on it. And he walks in, and one of Tony's friends goes, hey, what's up, Hot Pocket? <laughs> and his dad walks past him, calls Tony, and he's like, who the hell does this kid think he is? <laughs> Calling me Hot Pocket. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> and it was nothing good. It's nothing good. And Tony just points to his dad's jacket and says, hot pocket. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's such a dad thing. I know. My dad would have totally done that. <laughs> Who the hell's this kid drinking is? <laughs> I work for a living. <laughs> he speaks to me like that. Oh. Hot pocket. What's that even mean to you people? Uh, my dad had a, during a very stressful time in his life when I was in college and my brother's at a private high school. And uh, we were like, there were a bunch of us, four of us hanging out in a, and this is the summer of my sophomore year in college. So my brother is a junior in high school. My buddy from France is in, and my brother's best friend is there. And we're all just like, we're playing video games and hanging out. My dad gets home from work and he starts, I don't mean like yelling, like, like, you know, like scolding. I mean like yelling, yelling, yelling about us walking in and out of the room and wearing out the carpet. (laughs) And we're like, we're like, we all looked at each other, and my friend, my but my brother's friend loves this story because all of us were just like looking at each other, like, "Is he serious?" And he was yes, serious. I mean, he was angry, serious, yeah. like red hot, angry, yeah. serious. And as soon as he walked out of the room, I can't say exactly what I said, but I looked at everyone. I'm like, "I am never blanking living here again. <laughs> this is my last summer coming home." Nate Bargatze is my new favorite comic. He's yeah, so good. He's awesome. Uh, he's buddies with Greg Warren. He's coming to town. He's doing like five shows at the Fox mm-hmm. or something. Uh, I'll take everyone. It'll be, I love that guy. Anyway, he has a, a bit where he talks about like dads from our era, yeah. like World War II dads. And he's like, you know, these guys, they get a lot of credit for being so strong. They don't talk about the war. They don't talk about these things they went through. They can handle anything unless their wife left a crumb after doing the dishes. <laughs> and, and then they just go nuclear. And anyone my age is like, oh, my God, that's my dad. That's so my dad. Like, Dad, what was it like in World War II? Like, oh, son, well, did what we had to do. But, yeah, you're like, you, you look in the refrigerator for more than three seconds. They're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yep. And in my generation, we're just a bunch of wussies. I'd like to think we're a little more balanced. Sending our, sending our daughters $300, $300 neon Jayhawks. This has been a thing my for about half of my life, uh, and I want to I litigate this with you guys. So one of my closest friends, his name is Todd, when we were like 15-ish, uh, he was over at my house. The guy you didn't introduce us to. Yes, the very same. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Todd. Yeah. I was like, he was like, should we go meet them? And I was like, they don't want to meet you, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel they're, and I go to. They're very um, important. It was Chris's. Chris's. There was also one at uh, Maggie, O'Brien. Oh, Maggie O'Brien. That was Todd. Yeah. Todd was at Maggie O'Brien. Yeah. Or no, oh. I think it was both Todd. I think I think, that, I think you, you did that to us twice. Yeah. yeah, and and he was like, I was like, you, 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 they don't want to meet you. They're very busy. <laughs> <laughs> they have... And both times we're like, uh, why did you ignore us in public? <laughs> yeah, they're they're texting that was me. Weird. They're texting me like, is that you? Why aren't you saying hello to us? <laughs> Uh, Andrew, there's a guy that looks just like you not talking to us. <laughs> so so 
uh, he and I were like watching TV, playing video games, whatever at, at my house. And my mom got home with the groceries. And so I had, of course, had to stop everything and go help her with the groceries. And she came in and saw Todd and she was like, hello, Todd. Uh, are you aren't you going to get up and help me with the groceries? And Todd was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she has not ever forgiven him. She's not like every time they see each other, it's like Seinfeld and Newman. This <laughs> hello, Todd. Oh, hello sure. there, Todd. Oh, hello. I might be on your mom's side. And I and so I've never known like who's in. I've never been able to figure out who's in the right. Everybody seems to have a different opinion. But you guys are smart. So, all right, I I'm on your mom's side because he should have at least gotten up and carried the groceries inside. But I'm a little on Todd's side because it's like. Well, what am I supposed to do with these? I don't live here. Yeah, I, that was his take, and I and I definitely saw it from his perspective. I when, was like, when parents ask you to do something in the seventies, you did it. Yeah, I would say I'm on team mom there. Yeah, there were no there were no questions asked. Yeah, and this was as a guest in the house, right? I mean, eh, can you ever be? I'm so glad you didn't introduce me to Todd. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he. Did I mean, maybe he's cool days. now, but you know. He yeah, really messed, he he messed up there. <laughs> maybe Andrew was like, let me introduce you to Dave and Rachel. And he was like, no. <laughs> no. no. It was more like, yeah. let, me, let me save you guys from, from Todd in I case. carry their groceries. I don't want to create another lifelong feud. <laughs> 324 DGS. Very short uh, stairway to Kevin, but what do you got? Uh, let's see. Since it's short, let's just go for a little ruling here. So I forget. Who I, I somebody I follow was tweeting about this, and they're not normally tweeting about like social things. It's more like newsy type stuff. But they were tweeting about this, and people were very angry about uh, women taking their husbands' names when they get married. Um, and the the tweets were pretty hostile. Like, why do we even do this anymore? And and how, why do men make women do this? And I was like, well, I'm sure there are guys that exist that do that, right? They're very insistent, and they would be upset if the woman wouldn't take their name. I never even cared. I know it was a long time ago when we were married, you know, in 1994, so it was a long time ago. But it wasn't a thing like I was like, you must do this. I care. I didn't care if she had said I don't want to change my name. I'd have been fine, whatever. It's just what you did. It was kind of tradition, right? And I think that's why most people do that because it's just kind of what people have always done. Mm -hmm. But if people don't want to, and they, I mean, there are plenty of people that, plenty of women that keep their, their, their original name, their maiden name, they keep, yeah. or they go with the hyphenated name. There's no wrong answer. But what I don't understand is why are people mad about it? Like, oh. is this a thing to be mad about? No, people just like getting mad. I, I've seen the same thing, Wheels. And I've also seen the sadness anger, angle rather rather than anger, where people are like, it makes me so sad that a woman, if she gets married, she doesn't get to keep her name. And I'm over here like, she totally can. If she, There's no law that right. says you have to change your name. Yeah. If you want to. I've lived a very interesting life because growing up in the 70s in a small town in Illinois, uh, even like as a teenager, when most of my friends got married. Um, <laughs> thanks for laughing. Um, yeah. Even uh, like even then as a teenager, if someone got married and if the girl had said, I'm not taking the boy's name, it would have been a scandal. Yeah. It would have been a really big deal. Yeah. Uh, because like feminism was frowned upon. It just was. It just was. Now, I I feel almost the opposite. I find it kind of creepy that like if Phoebe gets married. She marries, you know, Ted Smith. If she wants to be Phoebe Smith, fine, fine. Yes. But I would be happier if she weren't. 
Oh, really? Yes. Like, I just I just don't hmm. I think like there's a sense of ownership or property. Okay. You know, and maybe I'm overblowing that, but that's having, what it used to be. Having a daughter now. Yeah. If Phoebe said, "Hey, I'm marrying Ted Smith. I'm going to be Phoebe Glover Smith or Phoebe Smith Glover." Great. And I would be fine with Phoebe Smith, but I want it to be her decision. That's yeah. That's the same thing with my kids. She can do what she wants. I mean, if if she doesn't care and she just oh, doesn't. Oh, I hate Ted Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of this guy. He's not good enough for her. <laughs> and I stole get, your daughter. I get what it used to be. It used to, and it used to matter for property rights and all that kind of stuff and land rights and titles and all that nonsense. And I get it. It doesn't have to be that way. And it's, I think her it's father's a, account. Well, there you go. So Count <laughs> Smith. That's a good one. For a second, I thought you were talking about Ted Smith's father. I'm like, really? We have this He's- deep of a backstory. <laughs> <laughs> we're going Ready? deep. Phoebe Chocula Glover Smith. I, I was just kind of like, no, he just told you that, Dave. He was trying to impress you. <laughs> I was put off by the, like the, the anger, like how insulting this is. Like, well, it would be insulting if someone's being coerced or forced. Like, that's not okay. But if someone's just like, yeah, that's what I want to do, they shouldn't be shamed for whatever they want to do. No. That's that's the rub with feminism in general is, uh, you know, people, what do I want to say here? Sometimes if you make the traditional choice, people are like, you're not doing this for yourself. And it's like, no, people could make that choice for themselves. They could make the last name choice. They could make the choice to be a stay-at-home mother. Yeah. You know, it's all valid. Let's Sorry, not... Rach. I'm not listening okay, to you. that's fine. Because I'm looking at CNN, and they just did an ad for men's underwear. And it's on CNN, and there's a pouch in the underwear, and they just slid two big hard-boiled eggs into it. <laughs> Okay. Built, built for tough. Are you sure that's yes. not a Twitter ad? No, I was just like, we're doing this now? Was there anything that gave you any indication for like what that was supposed to be about? No, I'm, I'm in the dark. I've never seen eggs that big. Okay, I guess I- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 336 DGS on KMOX. Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. 
That's the noise I make when I'm making a tough southwest storm forecast. Well, that went better than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought, he's like, I'm going to burn. That's not what I was thinking. I was living and dying on making. <laughs> <laughs> wow, potty mines. Oh, yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah, that's what it is. All of us holding our breath. I got 24 years of hearing you say moist, Dave. <laughs> we're, we're all Robert Plant today. To that end, can I just revisit what happened at the, at the end of that last segment? Because it was so much funnier than I gave it credit for. So, Dave, uh, we're doing a segment, and Rach is talking about something or another. I don't know. And uh, I, I'm not listening to her because I'm looking at the television and on CNN, you know, CNN, mainstream, there's an ad for men's underwear. And it's just a picture of the underwear, and there's the little, you know, pouch, and they slide yeah. two big hard-boiled eggs in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> look at this. I can't believe they're showing this on television. And then Rage goes, well, was there any indication at all what that represented? And I thought she's being funny because <laughs> clearly it's the guy's testicles. And, and, I, and I look at her, and there's, if you go back and listen to it, there's a long beat. What I'm trying to figure out, is she being serious right now? Because I can be quite dry from time to time. So then I just made like a tertiary joke about guy's junk. And it it was like, you know, hit the symbol out on the break. And then she goes, oh, 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 oh. I didn't understand. And I was like, oh, my God, you are serious. It was like all of a sudden you were Kevin Clean. You're like, yes, Dave, is there any indication whatsoever what the eggs represent in that egg? Well, I thought that there was a man wearing the underwear. I guess that would be superfluous. Yeah, it'd be a little Like who's carrying a couple extra eggs around? Yeah. Yeah, I got to keep the cholesterol gone. Oh. <laughs> Then we turn on the commercial and the audio is like, and you can keep your eggs in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you can store the eggs. <laughs> for farmers. <laughs> farmers only underwear. <laughs> Every day I got two extra eggs. <laughs> Where should I store them? Wow. <laughs> there has to be a better way. <laughs> Hi, I raise corn and eggs. <laughs> uh, All right, Dave, get me out everybody, of this. Everybody think of that. Think of that one. <laughs> they were. All right. Anyway. Okay. Uh, All right. Good fun. Good talk, guys. Uh, Dave, is it going to not be gray at any point in the future? Yes. Uh, you know, it's still, you know, I, we'll see more sun tomorrow. But it's cold, 38 degrees. More clouds come in Thursday night. Lots of clouds Friday, but Friday is a dry day, 42. Then we have three weather systems that I'm watching. Two are like, eh, so what? The third one is, yeah, so what? Um, the, so the first one is Friday night. Some light rain and wet snow mixed. The storm's going to pass too far to our south. 32 degrees, maybe a leftover shower or wet snowflake Saturday morning, but it's a day of clearing. Another very weak system comes through Saturday night. Sprinkles, maybe a couple of snow flurries. That would be about it. 32, Sunday is sunny and 45 degrees. Monday is a quiet day, though clouds will tend to be on the increase. The third system is the more impressive low. It's still deep in the Pacific Ocean right now. It's a southwest storm. will get itself going once it comes and hits land and comes over the Rockies. Should spin itself into a pretty good storm system in the Texas Panhandle. That will be a player for us Monday night and Tuesday. 
It's a long, long way off. But the way I'm thinking right now, it's going to be a classic southwest storm for St. Louis. Gets pretty close to us, probably comes over southeast Missouri, southern Illinois. That means that will probably start as rain and a little bit of sleet and freezing rain. That would be sometime Monday night. And then all rain Monday night and into Tuesday morning. That's the, the bulk of the storm. The bulk of the energy will be mainly rain. Then it's the, the stuff on the backside. As the low starts to lift away, it continues to gain power into the Ohio Valley. That will drag down cold enough air. So the best chance for us seeing snow is going to be probably late Tuesday afternoon into Tuesday night. There could be some accumulating snow, but there's so many questions about it. Do not ask me about numbers at this point. But know that Monday night and Tuesday is an interesting storm setup. Fair enough. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, I know I know. this is uh, well, it's not that far out, I guess. Are you still thinking we kind of get uh, kicked in the butt in February? Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, January is going to feel very much like winter much of the month, and February looks like a pretty rough winter's month. I think we've got a lot of cold air coming here over the next six, seven weeks. Very good. Uh, headlines, Rach. Brought to you by Schnucks. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Schnucks Rewards app. Robert Kennedy Jr. has qualified for the Utah va- ballot. This is the first state where he has qualified. He reached the 1,000 signature requirement to be on the state's ballots in November. Uh, but uh, it's, I mean, good for him, I guess. That's pretty impressive that he was able to get that done as a, a third-party candidate. Yeah. Running as an independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally looked up what's going on with RFK's voice. Yeah. Um, and it's some sort of a neurologic disorder. And, you know, I, it wasn't like I was going to hold that against him in any way. It's just, you know, very noticeable and sometimes mm. kind of difficult to get through, you know, long speeches and such. But, yeah, poor guy. He's got some, mm-hmm. you know, physiologic thing that causes him to sound like that. Did you guys see that Minnesota has chosen a new state seal and a new state flag? The new flag features an eight-pointed North Star against a dark blue field representing Minnesota and a light blue field representing the state's famous 10,000 lakes. And the new seal includes a loon, which is the official state bird, and wild rice. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. They they changed it uh, because they had Native American in- imagery on the former flag and seal, and they wanted to just change that and move towards something more neutral. This will shock no one. <clears throat> that that reminds me, in sixth grade, we had like a three month project to design our own flag, and I waited until the night before, and <laughs> then course. my mom did it. And it was clearly her writing. Like, I've never seen writing on a flag, but mine had it. I don't know. And uh, the teacher clearly knew and everyone knew, but everyone just like, yeah, okay, well, did we expect? (laughs) It's clever. Do you remember like your first ever big class project that you had to do? Was, Was that it? Like, you know, you know the vibe when it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have right. to spend extra time on this. And it's usually in elementary school. Because yeah. I remember learning about castles, and we had to make a 10-page book about castles. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun because it was about, like, knights and... I always hated the science projects. Like, oh, you get to... You all have to do a science project. I'd be like, I don't want to do it. I think the one year I just le- I figured out... I, I don't know. I read a thing about how you can take the copper out of a penny. And you just pour something on it and let it sit there. That was my science project. It was great. Mm-hmm. Vinegar. I think it's vinegar. Yeah, it's like geniuses. <laughs> it's the worst. It's like the same thing you're talking about. I'm like two days before, I'm like, I don't have a science project. I remember making a plaster cast. No, I think it was clay. 
uh, of uh, continents, and I was in a group that had to do Africa. And Kilimanjaro, that's in Africa, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I made it in Africa, in the right place. And when we rolled it out to the students, everyone said, like, it looks like there's a big zit on Africa. And then one kid <laughs> squeezed it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Nice class. No. Oh, man. The right. highlight of my academic career. <laughs> so this was the big uh, flashing headline on Drudge earlier today. I saw over your sh- mm-hmm. shoulder, Dave. The national debt reaches $34 trillion. That's a record amount. It, 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 it reminds me of... Uh, Austin Powers, Jajillion dollars, you know, like it, once it gets to thirty-four trillion, none of us can even literally imagine that, and it almost becomes less of a worry. I would be more about I would be more worried about one trillion than thirty-four trillion. Does that make sense? It's mm-hmm. such an astronomical amount of money that we're never, ever, ever, ever going to pay back. You're just like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not an economist, but I've been paying attention to people talking about it because I always want when we talk about this all the time, like, what is it? Did we play the audio once of the guy explaining essentially what matters is is the debt to GDP ratio and not just the debt by itself? And if you look at the ratio, in a lot of cases, it's not that different from where it has been at times in the past. But when you look at the number, well, the numbers always get bigger. So the number is going to be bigger in five years than it is right now. But the, it's it's about the ratio of debt to GDP. Mm. And we went over the, like, most of the debt is owned internally, uh, like by, you know, people in the United States. It's not owned by foreign entities, and it's in bearer bonds. and Not, not bearer bonds, but uh, that was in the, the Reacher show yesterday. That's why I said bearer bonds. Because <laughs> they had those as part of a weapons deal in the Reacher TV show. <laughs> you sound like a grandpa uh, right now, no offense. I know. <laughs> I know. You, show. You yeah. just... Well, it's called you just Reacher. blew this discussion. I know. I was being smart, and then I turned stupid real I'm fast. I'm sorry. That was on the Munsters. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Well, we have uh, fun, what happens. fun things to look forward to because it sets up a potentially bitter fight in Congress over funding the federal government. That stopgap bill that they passed in November expires on February 2nd. So look forward to some more fireworks there. You guys want to do one more story before we have to go to break? Yeah. All right. Former New York Republican Representative George Santos, who was recently expelled from Congress, is making a pitch to serve as Trump's director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So ICE. (laughs) He wrote uh, in a post on X, formerly Twitter, my New Year's resolution is that President Trump returns to the White House and in 2025, I can be appointed director of ICE. Enough abuse and disregard for sovereignty. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Or, we are sovereignty. 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 Yeah. yeah. Sorry. We are the United States of America and not a global dumping hub. Who is that again? George Santos. George Santos. Hey, Why are we listening to him? Why? Yeah. He's, he's going to question. He wants to be the director of ICE if Trump gets reelected. The he guy that on Twitter. was wanted for crimes in the country that he emigrated from. Unbelievable. He knows how to get attention. Okay. Thank you, Dave. All righty. 3.53 DGS coming up at 4 p.m. Skip Weber's coming in. He gave us homework two months ago, and uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> gave us a bunch of movies to watch. We'll see uh, the varying degrees to which we complied. Um, Andrew, you are trying to better yourself in some way, and you're failing? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, wor- I'm working out. I'm trying to get better yeah. at life. <laughs> 
I'm trying to get better at like cooking stuff in particular. And uh man, it's not it's not going so great with the whole cooking thing. I just feel like I can never I can never pull it all together, right? I have all these good ideas and I and I I work them out and I just I just can't get it. It's like I was saying I made wings uh what was that? Monday night, I guess. I made wings and like an air fryer and I made like a whole seasoning blend and olive oil and I mixed them, I tossed them and I did all this work and then when they came out they were just they were bland. They just tasted like chicken wings, which are fine, but it's like, ah oh, man, I was really trying to do something. No, well, you're just starting though. Something fancy. Did you uh follow a recipe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't just I didn't just like vibes. Well, it sounded <laughs> Which, like you were well, like I just made it up and well, threw and some I, stuff in there. Well, and Wheels is right. That is something that I would do, but I, it, <laughs> I didn't for this one. And I, I made these I made these cookies, and I was gonna surprise my wife with these cookies, and I was so excited about it. And so what I didn't realize is that when you make chocolate chip cookies in the oven, they kind of keep cooking when you take them out of the oven. Mm. You shouldn't just leave them in the mm. oven until they look completely done, because then they'll be. Uh, extremely burnt and uh, hard as a rock, and that's how my cookies uh, ended up. You know what? Hearing you say that makes perfect sense, but I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm. I would have looked at the cookies and pulled them out when I thought that they were the right level of done. Yeah, yeah, which is which is what I did. And then when they ended up horrible, my wife was like, "Well, you know, you take them out while like while yeah. they're still." Cooking, I like mine underdone them. a little bit, so I always go early, and then you got to get them off the pan right away onto like the little cooling rack. It did say. It did say uh, in the instructions, like the the uh, to, to cooking them, it was like, if you want it, uh, if you want them this way, make it for no more than twelve to thirteen minutes. And I left them in there for like twenty. Oh. I was like, these don't look right. We can watch this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 